1: Welcome to the Buckets and T NBA show. I'm your host, Katherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Today, joining me for trade deadline reactions is TSN's Wesley Chang. How you doing, buddy?
0: Hey, thanks for having me. Doing good. A uh, kind of a little uh, a letdown of a trade deadline, but, you know, we'll still yep. talk every, everything through, see what's up on the Raptors front yep. and even around the league.
1: It's it's been another uh, huh kind of a trade deadline oh, yeah. for us two years for in sure. a row. We're gonna get mm-hmm. into all of it. I was complimenting Wes on his background here. He's got like a perfectly gotcha. framed shelves with basketballs and merch and like all this fun stuff. He's also rocking the CCYAA. That's which, right. That's right. You gotta, uh, t-shirt a shirt here. There we go. Yeah. Got a flex for CCYAA. The, with
0: CCYA. the, the shout Lee. those guys out
1: collaboration there which is super cool i uh i was telling you just it. before we started recording because he has this like like for those who are watching on youtube you can see wes has these like beautiful like two basketballs in cases by the way are they mm-hmm. who are, are, i assume there's autographs on those basketballs yeah that's actually a
0: cool question yeah nobody's ever asked um that one's kevin Durant. Right. wow yeah. that's a yeah. Kevin Durant sign ball so that was pretty cool I got that from my brother-in-law so that's pretty sweet he lets me have that uh-huh. the story of this one this one's like my cool story one so like um for those who don't know me like I had a regular like normal business job for the majority of my 20s and then I went back um I went back to school when I turned 30 to like try to pursue a career in sports journalism that ball is like the reminder of like how young like how long ago. I wanted to work in sports, but just like Mm-mm. never had the courage to make it happen. That's the two thousand and two, two thousand and three Toronto Raptors team signed ball. It has like Jalen Rose on it. It's got like Chris Bosh on it. Um, I got I just saw an auction. I got that way back in the day at like uh, Relay for Life, like uh, Canadian Cancer Society event. But like it's that's, that's like a twenty really year cool. old ball.
1: Well, right? now I feel and like I, I got... have that like. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah,
0: that's no, no worries. I'm just saying that's the one. So you yeah, that one's a special one for sure. I appreciate you asking.
1: That's really cool. Now I feel like um, I need to grab mine and show you. Hell, Look at, at yeah. this basketball, and then okay, uh, you, that's can that's the, nice. you can see the you can see the fifteen nice. there. Oh, well, it might be mirrored the wrong oh, way. Yeah. Like, oh, the no, VC no, no, no. fifteen. It, this that's silver that's pen. The I have the letter of authentication here that I keep in the yeah, case.
0: I uh, mean, you know, what we'll do we'll do like a museum thing where we do like a loan agreement <laughs> yeah. and like I'll loan you my ball for a few pods. You
1: can oh have my mine God. That'd you, be amazing. You know? That'd be amazing. I can't believe we just did that. All right. Well, like I just got excited <laughs> okay. when I saw them okay. because okay. I love that we that we both live like that. You know what I mean?
0: I have a gut feeling that one also is like from that era where like he like Vince is probably on that ball. too. He should be on that ball.
1: Yeah, because yeah. he was hey, traded I mean, in 04. Uh,
0: I think it's the one season him and Bosch overlap.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds right.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I think the year got that ball.
1: Yeah. All right, let's get into all this trade. <laughs> Deadline madness. We're going to start with the NBA first and then get into all the Raptors stuff. That's just how we're going to do things sure. here today. Uh, really quick before we start, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that went to the Raptors Republic live event that happened this last Tuesday at the Rivoli. It was really fun. Uh, I got to meet some people who told me they listened to the show and really like the show. And so nice. shout out to you. Appreciate you very much. Uh, really cool to see the show growing and all that good stuff. So very blessed for all of that. Uh okay. I thought it would be fun to do winners and losers of this yeah, trade good. deadline, NBA speaking, and then we will start to you know, pick apart the question marks around the Raptors. But, okay, let's start with winners. Who do we think won this trade deadline?
0: Uh, I mean, easiest answer is New York. Yes. I think they're the one team that made the biggest splash. They had, I mean, they had the most obvious asset in Evan Fournier with Mm -hmm. his uh, contract, the way it was set up. Now, it's not like, his contract is actually very similar to Bruce Brown's, where if somebody was willing to, like, make a trade, it's the same thing where they had a player, a team option that they could use that next summer as well. But um, the Knicks obviously decided this was a spot where they wanted to go push their chips in. Um, they didn't have to pay too much to really mm-hmm. get these two guys, uh, Burks and Bogdanovich, to come back on their team. Like if you look at the depth chart of this team, suddenly the Knicks are like ten deep. There, they got guys who can play like pretty much uh, full rotation and are very confident. So, I. I really liked the trade for New York when they got OG. I already yeah. thought that was like an amazing fit for them. Um, but you know, my stuff, my stuff I do at TSN is all gambling. Right. So at that time I was like telling people to slam the wind for New York, just like bet on, bet on New York to be good. They're going to like, they're an eighth right now. They're going to climb, just do it, do it, do it. So I was slamming that. And then I think now that they've pushed their chips in with this Fournier trade, I think part of it is just because there's like a lot of weakness at the top of the East.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Milwaukee is kind of pressing right now mm-hmm. obviously the mb news which is really unfortunate but that's opportunity for new york
1: Absolutely so uh,
0: i just think smart timing on their part uh, i think the pieces do fit um just as long as brunson the og like randall these dudes can stay healthy enough to get to the playoffs yeah they'll be very interesting i think they're like legitimately yeah. a possible eastern conference finals team
1: OG uh I just saw before we started recording had a surgery on his elbow yeah. and so he's going to yeah. be out for 3 weeks but he is yeah. expected to be back and they said that the surgery was pretty minor so that's good news for them. I agree I think New York is the easy winner of this trade deadline obviously with the OG stuff prior but even with the stuff they did today I became yeah. a bit familiar with uh with Alec Burks because of just being like nba fantasy person and 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 this is my first fantasy year so i had kade i do have kade cunningham on my team and then when he was injured i picked up alec burke for a bit and he's like honestly he is a solid backup point guard and i think like that kind of fulfills like what i feel they lost with emmanuel quickly Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to be the same I type know. of player, but I think like he can fill in some of those gaps. And I think that's huge for them. They've definitely improved on their depth. Uh, we're bearing the lead here with Boyan Bogdanovich, who I think, you know, immediately goes into their starting lineup. And maybe not. I think so.
0: Yeah, obviously. that's it. You know what? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll like clap back at you right now as we talk about it. You know, Dr. DiVincenzo's played really well like right. really well for New York right now. Like if you look at some of the things he's doing for this team, he's bearing shots, he's playing defense, he's get gets the ball moving. Okay, so maybe, um, he,
1: maybe that spots his.
0: I, I still think Boyan, like you said, very likely could be snuck into the starting five for Dante. I think more or less it's just they have flexibility in like their closing lineup. Whether they're in a matchup where they need more size, then they'll get a guy like Boyan out there. Or if it's like a smaller, small ball team, then they have Dante DiVincenzo out there who's got a little bit more speed. But um, I think that's the inter- interchangeable part of their depth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think at worst, Boyan's their sixth man.
1: Right. And then
0: he he kind of comes in and staggers a little bit with Jalen Brunson. I'm not saying Boyan's a point guard, but Dante is not a guy who's initiating the offense. Right. He's kind of... the He's kind of like OG, 3 and D, kind of take his open three-pointers when Brunson and Randall kick it out to him. Boyan can kind of create a little bit more. So I think instead of just having him, Randall, and Brunson all sharing the court at the same time, where there's only one ball, three playmakers, they might want to run Boyan off the bench, Mm. give those guys a blow, and then have a secondary guy who can operate the offense a little bit more. Like Dante DiVincenzo, he can't really do that. Josh Hart, that's not his role. You don't want him doing that either. So Boyon to me, is probably either a closing time five guy or the first guy they bring off the bench. Mm-hmm. That's that's my gut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think he, he fits that role well. I think it's very good for New York.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I really feel like, you know, the Knicks start, we kind of hinted at this earlier, and we're going to talk about, like, how does this whole thing shape uh, the Eastern and Western conferences? I really feel like, the Knicks started off this season kind of like in that second tier Eastern Conference yeah, sure. team. And now they are now in that first tier. And so they are, I, know. I don't know. It's
0: weird. It, it kind of feels it is feel like it doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like how are we talking about the Knicks <laughs> potentially is the number two seed, right?
1: No it chance. feels, but yeah, it they're feels in the deeply accidental. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Knicks Got here.
0: <laughs> well, you know, shout out to the okay, I'll give it to them. Like all these moves they made in the season, they're all good moves. Every single move they've made is good. Even some of the yeah. smaller things, like getting Josh Hart last year a good move. Yeah. So like they've made a little minor tweaks. I mean, and that's that's again bearing the lead. Like, shout out to them for getting Jalen Bronson. Like, you know yes. what I mean? These are all moves they've made consecutively but even over, then like, we didn't know
1: even then we didn't know jalen brenson would become who he's become right so well, they made
0: the play- they made it yeah so like to that to their credit they're the ones who uh kind of rolled the dice on it so good for them like, you mm-hmm. know they've had a lot everything's worked out for them um but you know we'll see uh we'll see whether or not it all comes together in the playoffs um mm-hmm. uh, they still technically haven't proven it but like to be honest i like the makeup of their team i like their physicality i like the. i like especially when you're talking about playoff series, I like how gritty and difficult they are on the defensive end. I like the fact that they got a dog in Jalen Brunson, Mm -hmm. like a dude that's just going to figure it out in the final two minutes. You know what I mean? So they they got a nice little blend. And then obviously OG is like having an insane season uh, Mm -hmm. in New York right now. I, uh, I, you know, I'm a Canadian media member. Okay. I get so (laughs) I get so agitated with how much love he suddenly gets because he's in New know. York. I know, it's so oh annoying. It's, like, it's not like he wasn't the same guy in Toronto, right? So that's just my little little pet peeve, mm-hmm. ESPN. I'm, I'm looking right No, it's a legit no. grievance. No. How dare like, you guys? Yeah. I get like, he's, he's great at MSG, but like, come on, guys. It's like, he, he was equally good in Toronto.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I actually like... <laughs> Look, no one at ESPN is gonna see this. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> I uh I you know I remember okay when the Raptors were in the finals, Stephen A spent more time talking about his passport, about mm. him standing in line mm-hmm. at customs mm-hmm. and how that was oh, incredibly yeah. annoying for him.
0: Tough life. Oh yeah, tough life, tough life, Stephen A. Oh, tough, oh yeah. Tough, like, oh, ugh,
1: tough, you know. Oh. <laughs> and I'm clutching my pearls at the thought of it. I mean, it's just like it was just so extra and so annoying. And I feel like ESPN has, you know, it is it is sports and entertainment, but honey, it is entertainment first because mm-hmm. the 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 quote unquote yeah, takes that, that they have to have to keep these debates interesting. It, to me, it's it's the view for men that is what it is it's the view for men
0: i i don't know who the like the like the on-air talent equivalent is like my god kendrick perkins i don't know how he's still on air saying some of the stuff that he says um yeah i i I couldn't share i don't think i could share the stage with him man i'd lose it i'd absolutely lose it having to like clap back at some of the things that he says so yes I like that take it's a very entertainment-esque for sure
1: it's very entertainment-esque you know and so it's just like it's just kind of too bad you know what I mean because it's like if they were just even like 15 more percent sports oriented then maybe they would have known that OG Ananobi was a great player maybe maybe
0: yeah, but you know that's how that's how they do it right when it's a big market team then they suddenly would just start you know gassing them off the way yeah are. i mean like, I it's, can... it's easy to get og like given how they played so like shout out to him yeah uh, i just yeah.
1: laughed a little bit i could i could go on if you're listening yes, from absolutely. espn uh reach out you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> reach out why not i'm here I'm, I'm here. here. Uh,
0: you see it? there's my
1: hat <laughs> I mean, listen, I could go on, but uh another team we should talk about are the Pacers, because they traded mm-hmm. Buddy Healed to the 76ers for uh Firkin Korkmaz. Did yeah. I turn that right? Mark. I believe Morris so. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna
0: do pronunciation. Right, well, yeah, pa- three second are-
1: rounds. Yeah, and then the Pacers are, are waving Corkmas. So I mean, obviously I don't know much about him, and apologies for that. <laughs> but uh yes. listen, this the Sixers have had quite a week, right? So, like after I recorded last week, it came out that um that Embiid has a I'm sorry, he has a torn meniscus. This is another media mm-hmm. thing I'd like to get into for a second here. What the hell is a flap? <laughs> I'm sorry. If something if something is flapping inside your knee, it is torn. I,
0: I am not a medical expert. I cannot. Neither neither am I. I'm a, I'm a
1: human being it, with two knees. Okay. I'm a human being so, with two knees. And if something was flapping in there, it would be torn.
0: I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's been very interesting language selection when it come when it came to releasing information on this, but. Um, the, I'm with you. It's interesting. Like it was interesting to see this move from the Sixers um, because we can't like our crew at TSM, we came into today saying how Philadelphia plays it at the deadline is a massive indicator of how they feel about MB10. So if they, so if they did nothing at all and they stood completely stand at, just stood pat, that tells you everything you need to know. Like MB not coming back this year. If they like sold everything, then it's like, oh crap, like Embiid could actually even return in the middle of the season. I think this act, this trade for them actually was kind of like down the road, some in the middle.
1: Mm. Like they
0: didn't, they didn't, they didn't push all their chips in. I mean, they, they basically gave up nothing to get Buddy Heel, Which
1: is kind of and incredible. Buddy
0: healed, I know. So like, great trade for the Sixers, they got a good piece for them, but they also didn't make the big splash that they could have made. Um, to me, like, this is all, all speculation, right? I think by making a move like that, it probably tells you Embiid is likely to come back, but they're not exactly 100% how healthy he'll be. Like this thing, this, like it could My, take a long yeah. time from the level, right?
1: My fear, and not that I'm a, a Sixers fan per se, but just somebody who likes the league, likes basketball and wants to see great players do great things. My fear is that they're going to bring him back too early. Oh, make for it sure. And worse. Oh, absolutely this has like I'm so like maybe maybe I'm just traumatized but this has Kevin Durant torn Achilles written yeah, all over to, yeah no nobody, nobody wants to see you that. know what I mean, mean like, like like I just feel yeah, like oh, like a sure. torn meniscus is a pretty serious injury it's not something that takes you yeah. out for a whole year but it's something that takes you out for several months and I feel like if they try to bring him back like they're saying like four weeks and stuff,
0: yeah, Again, so I mean from... okay,
1: not not a medical person obviously. Yeah. But what like I, when does someone come back from a torn meniscus in 4 weeks?
0: So I'm going to I'm going to go full a fl- like flex a flap on you. A
1: flap of sore. I'm
0: going to go I'm going to go full flex on you and name drop Leo Routens who I was with all day and he Please. he's had a procedure. Yeah. So he's had a procedure on his meniscus as well. You know he's been around the game for like he's he's literally like what like eight hundred times our age. Okay, I don't know how old this guy wow. is. Wow. Okay? Leo, yeah, but Leo Routon's his comment he was making was um there are there are like degrees to the tears on that part of it's kind of like cartilage is what right. he's explaining it to me. Like, so what he was saying was it really depends on where the tear happened, and uh, but he he's trying to explain it to me. I didn't really fully understand to be perfectly honest. But the takeaway was that it's it, not all meniscus tears are the same are
1: the same so okay yeah that he's saying how there's, there's
0: like there's this very he was explaining to me how there's like very different ways that you could have damaged your the, the, the cartilage around that part of your your knee and so he's saying no one's obviously releasing any information about what's exactly happening to mb but what um leo was saying is there is room for this to be four or six week recovery window his main concern was like this is a 300 pound dude mm-hmm. so the wear and tear um that comes with it when he comes back and the pressure applied to it is so much worse than maybe like uh you know emmanuel quickly a way skinnier smaller guy who is not putting as much uh, impact on that right. know, on, on that joint right so leo is one of the guys like you on the on like airing on the side of caution he's like i don't think like, he's like, oh, I don't think Embiid's going to come back until so maybe even the end of the first round of the playoffs. I just and he's like, I'm even he,
1: He's it's, 280 yeah. pounds. Yeah. There so. you go. Like, that, that's, oh,
0: that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. So his other thing is, like, you know, there's also a level of conditioning that Embiid's going to have to, like, ramp up before coming back as well. So, like, his take is that definitely shouldn't rush him, unless it's absolutely the most minor of meniscus tears, where it's, like, not uh, as damaging he's he's with you he's like why rush this guy back like there's no need to do so mm-hmm. and I, I i i think the same thing so i mean again going back to this buddy heel trade uh they didn't give up much so it is a good move i think it's a shrewd move but they also didn't push all the big chips in so i do think that tells you like they're not fully confident that he'll be 100 for this playoff run. right and that's all again speculation man you know, because uh, ESPN, everybody's watching us, right? So aggregators, don't listen to this, right? <laughs> We're not saying that,
1: right? Yeah,
0: maybe. So maybe he does come back, but I don't think the front office was confident enough that they're pushing all the chips.
1: Yeah, I um, I completely agree. I think that's, that's a solid observation there. And like, yeah, I mean, it just sucks because it's like he's playing so well. Embiid and it was just like oh I mean we were talking about him oh like he might miss the MVP and blah 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 and then it's like oh well now he's definitely missing it
0: but yeah it's tough yeah tough swap for them um can't blame on Nick Nurse though. He did not run and beat him. He did the not
1: ground. run him into the ground. It wasn't
0: Nick Nurse. Your fave. Your fave. Don't think I don't I don't remember. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, anyone who's new to the to the podcast, uh, the hottie highlight of the week used to be the Nick Nurse hottie highlight of the week. It was just him. Uh which is <laughs> fine. Uh I now that I've like gotten into this more and more, like every, like, well, I shouldn't say every, uh, many people who have worked closer to him that knew that now knows me is just like, why? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, because he played guitar and he listens to jazz and he, and he plays piano and, (laughs) and there's more, there's more. I Mm. forgot. He's a terrible actor. Depth. Uh, he's got depth.
0: He's got depth, he's, you know? He's got layers.
1: It's just, layers. you're not, like, we don't see coaches that have a personality outside of basketball.
0: Well, uh, very well explained. I, I, I definitely vindicated.
1: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's fine. I deserve to be roasted. I deserve to be roasted. I, like, like somebody, like, like, somebody who, like, literally has met Nick Nurse and that's all i can say to like not you know was literally he came up to me and was like you could do better
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> no, okay it was a good bit it was a good bit you know while it ran
1: right it was a great bit it was but great while about, it lasted about. it was great while it lasted
0: i'm with you listen good con it's all for the content always for yeah. really the content it was all for
1: no, or these things? weren't my genuine feelings at all. Yeah, it was just for the yeah, content. yeah, just content. Um, <laughs> all right. I mean, there were a lot of other, you know, I would say smaller moves in the league yeah. today. It I was just gonna mention
0: one more team, real quick. Shout out! I think oh, Dallas. Did. That's all. Just Dallas. I like the most Dallas. Made. Oh yeah, because
1: Go they got um, they got PJ.
0: PJ and Daniel Gafford. I think just two good pieces. Uh, they gave up two first round picks. Probably not. You know that, that that could bite them yeah uh, a few years from now but it's luca it's Kyrie, it's working ish right now just might as well take as best of a shot they, do, they gave away now. a
1: first round pick to 2027 first round pick yep. interesting for each
0: for each trade they they gave away a first round pick so it's like it's kind of expensive but i think both those pieces do fit well yeah with Kyrie and luca so um, yeah, they're probably the only other team I'd say really made a good splash. Otherwise, just, it was really quiet; like barely anything else of of note really happened at this deadline. So, those are two teams, including uh, Philly, the Pacers deal, yeah.
1: and it the Raptors, which again we are we are teasing. Yeah, let's the get into it. Half.
0: Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts. Obviously, I've been. You want to like, jump into the Raptors
1: Homer moment right now? I mean, I was going to ask yeah, you. you, you the loser- I was going to ask you who the losers of the trade deadline were.
0: Oh well, yes, yeah, right. Sorry. I mean, I was trying to be positive. Like, I talk shit. Let's do it. Um, who losers of <laughs> the? Yeah, losers. I've already um,
1: disparaged ESPN and the rest of my career. You know, like yeah, I'm just you
0: know, <laughs> Losers. I would say. Um, I mean, let me just run through this list again one more time. I mean, I feel the like the.
1: Was... Go ahead. You
0: go for it? yeah. Lead the way. No, please lead the way.
1: I-, I feel like you know nobody lost this trade deadline in terms of like who made a move. But maybe people mm-hmm. who weren't able to get a move done and were hoping. Yeah, no, exactly.
0: Yeah, I was gonna run through like the people who sold way too cheap. But I'm with you. There's a lot of teams that were inactive at the deadline that probably should have been more active. The, like all those teams are the ones I think are like the losing team. So like to me, like can you imagine you were a Chicago Bulls fan mm. and how and they don't crap, make a move? How crap it must feel to have to follow this team constantly just like living in the play-in tournament like you know like we were making a joke in the office day like you know at the beginning of every season Adam Silver in preparation for the play-in tournament can literally just have DeMar DeRozan on the poster like <laughs> eight months ahead of time because you just know Chicago Bulls that's exactly where we're gonna they're gonna wow. be every season they don't do anything They're just in the play-in tournament in the middle of mediocrity. If I was a Bulls fan, I would be so infuriated that they didn't try to do anything, anything to make move now. To their credit, bad luck. Zach Levine, season ender. So that that, that sucks. I think there was kind of a market for Levine to get moved. But there's a lot of noise about Alex Caruso. Mm
1: -hmm. Nothing happened there.
0: Yeah, everybody
1: spent like a whole week talking about how great Alex Caruso's contract is. I think
0: every team would want a guy like Caruso. DeMar obviously is constantly thrown out there. The fact that they did nothing, I think that's a loss. Like, I think they are a trade deadline loser. Um, But, you know, as we get into this more and more, more, this will all relate to like what's going on for Toronto as well. But Mm -hmm. um, I think it really was not a seller's market this year. The main thing that we had at the, on the TSN side, we're just saying how all the teams that are in contention, they didn't really have much to give up in order to match and make a lot of these deals
1: work. Yeah.
0: So all the contending teams really couldn't do anything anyways. So it was like a really tough market. If you were a team that was trying to sell and to rebuild. Um, so kinda co- it correlates back to Toronto. Like it was not a great year to be having to do the rebuild. So. Um, Chicago's, like, one of these inactive teams that probably could have did more. I bet you Brooklyn probably would have wanted to do even more than they did, but, Mm -hmm, you know, that's just mm -hmm. how it goes sometimes. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. I mean,
0: Detroit, to me, is the big loser. Like, I don't know what the heck they're doing. I have no idea what they're up to.
1: I I, I say this, like, with some sadness. I'm not sure how Detroit is still a franchise.
0: Yeah, that's like, I don't know what's going on with all these moves, and they're not getting much, like, they're getting pretty weak draft assets back so um it's gonna be a tough run i feel you know kate can kate cunningham on your fantasy team you know he's about to go off you know it's uh it's kate's great actually you
1: know what like i know people like kind of crap on kate he does get a lot of turnovers but he's also playing on the worst team in nba history so it's like you're gonna have turnovers he gets watch like you, twenty. He gets twenty points and five assists and five rebounds. Like he's he's a good player. like as a floor
0: as a floor. He's gonna be he's gonna be going off these next few weeks. So you're in good shape. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, Golden State probably wanted to do something too. They didn't do anything. That was weird. I thought for sure they're gonna do something.
1: Okay, yeah. So Golden State and the Hawks didn't do anything. Everybody the Hawks thought was a little tough. Everyone thought Dejounte Murray was, tough, was gonna get traded and it didn't happen. The Hawks have won, yeah, four games in a row. And I think they maybe talked themselves into the idea that they have something. And the Warriors have not won four games in a row, but they have started to find themselves a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they figured out this whole thing with Andrew Wiggins and Kaminga. And I think they convinced themselves that they don't need to make a move.
0: I think they're that's my personal theory. I think there are question marks about how legitimate of a market there was for Jante. I think yeah. that was, that's like a, that's like a legitimate thing. Um, la- I mean, mainly you only heard Lakers. Yeah. Beyond the Lakers, you didn't really hear too much. There was one tweet from Chris Haynes about New Orleans, and that's it. So I, I,
1: I'm kind of surprised that the Lakers didn't make a move. I have a personal theory. This is just a personal theory. That LeBron James hates D'Angelo Russell. I think he looks. Oh, yeah, I would- not Okay, disagree, thank I- you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I-, I think he can't stand D'Angelo Russell.
0: Oh no, he's not a winner, man. He's just- yeah, this guy He's just- like he's cool. He well, Yeah, not a good piece at all. Yeah, so I-, I thought. I mean, I- they probably just couldn't get rid of him. So that's just how it goes. Thousand uh, percent. Like, like going back to the Warriors again. Like they did have pieces. That could have been ma- like made useful in trades for other teams. Um, uh, yeah, I'm surprised.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. And, you know. I'm surprised they didn't move off from Wiggins. But I think Wiggins played himself into <clears throat> being untradable.
0: Yeah, was well, that's I. saw so that's what I'm saying. It's I think that's what what happened. He still got a lot of years in his contract. But who wants to eat that contract? Yeah,
1: right? I think if so I just he don't think anybody wanted to. What I think they're hoping for. Is that Wiggins will have a really good second half of the season? I had to drop Wiggins from my fantasy team and now he's playing well. Yeah, me that too. I, I've
0: done the same. Yeah. I mean, he just flies on the waiver wire for a lot of leagues I'm in. Yeah. And with good reason. You know, Clay, Clay is even a borderline guy right now. This team's falling apart, right? So this um, is what this it, is what a, I think is gonna time.
1: happen. I think they're gonna try and boost up Wiggins trade value and do it in the summer. That's yeah, what on. I think they're going to yeah, do. Sure. They're never going to trade clay, but his contract I think is up this year. And I think they're yeah. going to be like, listen, man, we want you to retire as a warrior. We're we're going to give you a statue and this, that, and the other. But if you want to retire on this classy. team, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And I think for that's, sure. what's going to yeah. happen. And he's yeah. not going to get the big deal yeah. that, that Draymond green got, which you probably shouldn't have gotten. You know, and that's going to be like tough yeah. luck for him. But otherwise, they'll be like, you know what? If you want more money, then please go ahead to the highest bidder and wish you all the best. I really think that's what's going to yeah. happen with Clay.
0: Yeah, Wiggins probably is like like 25 cents on the dollar right now. Yeah. It's like you're selling as low as you can on him. So, that, like, I mean, just purely from like a dollars and cents standpoint, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. Like you're getting nothing for him back. Just you have them for years anyway it's just whatever figure it out next year but yeah um that's probably one of the only other teams i'd say if you want to call them a loser it's like yeah the warriors probably should have done something and i mean they're on the outside of the play in tournament right
1: now if they don't even yeah, I mean, make th- if they don't even make the play in i think big, i think big things could happen for them in the offseason. oh yeah for sure but uh, for sure. They're, they're, they're yeah they're sitting 11th right now I think they've talked themselves. Oh yeah, they've won their last t- two games. I think they've talked themselves into being like we can, we can make it. Yeah, I, I don't, mean, I don't know if they can, but I think they've talked themselves into that.
0: I mean, I think they owe it to Steph to just try to keep going at it. I mean, the same way that teams sell everything off for LeBron,
1: mm-hmm. they probably
0: owe the same to Steph. Mm-hmm. Like Steph still got it, and he's almost thirty six.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like they gotta, they gotta do right by him. I think it's fair to him. So, uh, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, I feel like to me the the downfall, if you will call it that, of Clay has been like sad.
0: Oh yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I mean? Like it's not. It's yeah, not I one of those players and where stuff. you're like.
1: For me, at least, I'm not like, oh, oh, he's washed, blah blah blah. I called him my NBA husband on this podcast a couple months ago because I do love Clay. If I could marry one player in the NBA, it might be Clay. Clay's
0: uh, Clay seems like a catch for sure. He's very, he, probably probably very very easy to live with.
1: I bet. Actually, this is this know? is what I'm going with. He has his boat. He has his dog. You know, he seems very fun, very laid back. Not that that's all mm-hmm. I look for in a man, but I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just Does he play guitar, there, though? He, I don't think he plays guitar. But you know what? That phase is done. <laughs> that God. We've done that. We've done guitar just guy. Asking, just asking. We've just didn't didn't know know done guitar guy.
0: Didn't know if you had the intel or not. Now, all now
1: we're going weird. sailing. Now I'm doing boat guy. <laughs> and we'll see. With Rocco. With, With Rocco. Shout out. With Rocco. Anyway. Hey. uh, All right. It is time for our Raptors yeah, talk about moment. Them. And I phrased uh, this question to you in our docket today as a WTF question mark, 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 question mark. Yes. So, yes. Um, yes. Yes. all right, let's break down some of the Raptors moves real quick here. Uh, yeah. Shout uh, out to everyone who listens to this podcast because you obviously already know what these moves are. <laughs> Of course. Of course. So, okay. So two moves. One, uh, we traded away Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young to receive Spencer Dinwiddie, who we then immediately waived. Uh, we mm. also got Kelly Olenek. Oh, my God. Why are the Raptors mentioned seven times in this article? Sorry, 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 sorry. Thank you. got <laughs> it. Okay. So we received Kelly Olenek. And is it Ochi yeah. Abaji?
0: It's Ochi Abaje. The, the g is silent o chai yeah like chai tea o chai thank you i had to learn that today for tv
1: yes well that's a flex there I you go. S-
0: i kept i kept saying the g and they're like Wes, the g is silent the g is
1: silent and o chai like times. Abaje or abaje yeah
0: abaji abaji
1: o chai uh and We received them from the Jazz. They're getting Otto Porter Jr., uh, Kira Lewis Jr., and a 2024 first-round pick, which will be the... It's either the
0: Clippers or Thunder 1, like the one that's going to be
1: right at the end of the draft. There you go. Um, All right, let's talk about this Kelly Olenek thing first, right? uh, Because Kelly Olenek, sure he's Canadian. Hot take, don't care if they're Canadian or not. Uh, we yeah, don't, I um, love the yeah. Canadian all team good. when we're rooting for the national team, but in terms of the Raptors, like it, it's I, all I, good. It, yeah, it doesn't I got really you. do anything for me. Um mm-hmm. He is in his thirties for sure. I don't yeah, know his 32, exact 32. He had yeah. surgery on his foot last year, pretty much didn't play the whole season last year. He's a decent backup center. Right. Um, yeah, he's an improvement it, on Thad Young. He's an yeah. improvement on Thad Young. He doesn't fit the timeline yeah. in any way. Exactly. Um, yeah. When I saw this this morning, I thought we would be trading him again before the end uh, yeah, of the yeah, day.
0: Yeah. I know. I, I hear you. No, no, I'm with you. I know what you mean. So, like tech, yeah, exactly. let's.
1: How do you make sense of this? This move here. This
0: this trade is for Abaji. It's not for Kelly O. Like it's it's for Abaji, so I, I think in the wildest of dreams that Masai probably can have, they would love for Ochai to become like a similar level to OG. That's what they want out of this guy. This guy's a defense-first guy. Um, he's got a decent three-point shot, but um, the the, the think, hey, This is what our thinking was and how we believe and perceive um, the front office for the Raps to be approaching this. You have this twenty twenty four, what is it? Twenty eighth, thirtieth, you know, thirtieth overall pick, which is a complete mystery box. Of course, you don't know what that is. Or you have this guy who you've already seen at the NBA level, who is a fort, a former fourteenth overall pick, clearly has some pedigree from college. The Raptors might think, hey, developmentally, if we can get him to where we want, he fits what we need alongside scotty iq rj yada yada like right now the raptors couldn't like stop a nosebleed right now right so they do need a better defense. it's funny enough they traded away og and guess what they need they need a guy like og so they mm-hmm. need a defender abaji they're hoping could become that my suspicion or our suspicion was that they'd rather roll the dice and think that they can develop that guy than wait until june to draft somebody that they might not even get their guy at pick 28, mm-hmm. whatever pick it. Is. Mm-hmm. The second layer to that is the raps have multiple picks coming up in this draft. The raps don't want to have three, four rookies on this roster. They absolutely do not want that. They'd rather have guys slightly more ready to play alongside Scotty. Every decision they make is related to Scotty what is best to set up this team to be built around the superstar, right? So Kelly O is actually not a bad, like, backup center. It's just kind of like the It's like the same thing that the rappers have done, which I know frustrates everybody in, like, Raps Twitter. Like, you have a Thad Young move, you have this Yakup move. It's a, it's the same rinse for cycle repeat. so I get that part. This is more about Abaji and them thinking – him as an asset is better than whatever they could get with that 28th, 30th overall. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So I think that's just the calculation that they made. Um, and then if it doesn't work out, you know what, they give up the 28th overall pick, like off the top of your head, how many twenty eighth overall picks can you name that like do stuff in the NBA? It's probably Mm -hmm. very, 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 right. So that's where it comes. That's what it comes down to. They just don't need all these draft picks in this season everybody like everybody always like gushes over rookies like you don't even know who the person like you have like i don't know if that's they just the, that. the gambler. yeah i don't know if that's like just the gambler and every single person just like wishing for the best but not like being confronted with honest reality but a lot of those late round draft picks just never work out right mm-hmm. so as you can dream for the very best scenarios Mm -mm. they at least know what Abaji is
1: well i think they
0: they must yeah they must clearly think that they got something with him and we'll we'll find out
1: yeah i mean i i think you made a lot of great points like when it does make sense to not necessarily want to pair scotty with a bunch of rookies at this stage um it makes sense to look for guys who you've kind of seen them play in the nba and they have some upside and you know i think we're just so used to hearing the success stories of these guys that get you know you find them you know 20 something spot in the draft right like like a pascal siakam and like fred who was not drafted and stuff like that um but we but so many of these guys don't end up being like long term in the league or they're just fighting to be you know, on a bench somewhere, you know, which, you know, poor Malachi Flynn, you know, it didn't, it already didn't work out for him in New York. He's traded. He's part of the Pistons deal and, you know, well, I don't have to say anything more about the Pistons, but yeah. yeah, You know, like
0: I always try to relate things back. Yeah. Like to the sports betting stuff. Like you always hear people brag about like their big wins or like long shot bets that they win. Do you ever hear about people under losing bets? You never do. No one ever goes around. That's true. They don't go viral. No yeah. So it's the same idea with like draft picks, right? Everybody hears about the oh, Desmond Bain was uh, oh, Giannis was at this draft slot. Oh, it can happen. Dream on. Yeah. green. Can you, yeah. name, can you name me the other twenty guys in the like you know in that same slot over the years? Yeah, there's a reason why you can't because they're nobody. They ended up being nobodies, right? And you just don't hear about them. But the one guy Everyone's a
1: somebody, Wes. Everyone's a somebody. I'm just kidding. You feel me though, right? So like of course, of course,
0: of course. <laughs> So like the idea is like everybody wants these mystery box draft picks. Yeah, like how often do they work out? The you do the real math on it. It doesn't happen that often, right? So um that's just me kind of like shitting on raps twitter a little bit and everybody who's kind of like complaining about oh we need more draft picks draft picks draft picks like well okay tell me who you want in that slot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you looked at the have you looked at the college rank who's the player there who is somebody that you think is a top 20 player but might fall to 28 you got no answer no one's got an answer right so it's just like you're just you're just holding on to hope the raptors probably have a feel like they've evaluated this guy enough that they think he could be a fit uh, may or may not work out. Right. Yeah. But uh, they probably like this um, to fit the timeline of Scotty more than, you know, some kid mm-hmm. who is like still not even NBA ready.
1: Yep. No, I, I completely agree. I, mean, I think I that's, know. that's very sound. And then the Spencer Dinwiddie thing, uh, it was funny, you know, there was like two hours. There were people were panicking that Spencer Dinwiddie would actually uh suit up as a roster. <laughs> i know i know uh be, but he's been waved. Be and i think a lot of that has to do with just being able to re-sign manual quickly uh this summer
0: yeah it's all cap yeah cap that stuff
1: yeah because uh i mean it's know, all
0: cat it's all cap room like i mean the the move now i think in the summer i, th- I think we, we like they have like almost 40 mil in space to work with in the summer which is good um <laughs> what we were laughing about when the trade went down is like, what does that tell you about how badly things sound with Schroeder? Like that, they were just like, we just don't even want this guy around anymore. Like, just wow. get him out of here. Like that That's what this trade is, right? Like, they didn't even keep Dinwiddie. It's not like, I mean, the, the Raps could have went to any team and gotten a guy and just waived him. It's not like they wanted Dinwiddie. So, like, what does that tell you about how... Badly, they just didn't want Schroeder around anymore, and that—that's that like to me, that's kind. Of, yeah, that's kind of eye opening, right? Like I don't know, like we don't know what happened behind the scenes, right? But literally, they're just like we'd rather have you not around and just get off of your contract than to even have anybody come back your way, right? Like that's that's a tough, that is a tough finish for Schroeder in Toronto, right? Like that—that's very far from I think what everybody had hoped for at the beginning of the year.
1: Um, yes, but also what did people hope for at the beginning of the year? I mean, I think Schroeder's signing was a panic. We literally don't have a point guard because Fred's gone type signing, wasn't it? Like, that's. that to me is what it was. It was like, oh, God, we literally don't have a point guard, a start like an NBA point guard. What are we going to do? And then they found Schroeder. Yeah.
0: I mean, to, That's very to his cold, credit, man. I do think it, it was a pretty cold move. I, I'd say it's a pretty cold move from the Raptors' front office. Um, I do think, like, between now and the end of the year, the Raptors are going to be deprived of ball handling, like, if like proficiency. I like quickly's been good, but like he, th- you're starting to see quite a few of like the limitations of his abilities as a playmaker, right? And then just having Schroeder out there, sometimes it gives you like a second guy who can kind of make something happen. I don't know who that second guy is right now for this team. And I don't think the Raptors care. I think no. that and that's kind of like telling, that's kind of telling about how the rest of the season's gonna finish for them. I think. I think the raps are just gonna really care about just getting their core guys as many reps as possible. And whether they win or lose, I don't think they have any concern about that.
1: They have no concern. I I agree. And then I think, yeah, yeah, they have no concern about that. This is just about developing players at this point to be better for next year or the year after. Uh, The elusive uh, top six pick, uh, you know, that we, you know know what I'm talking about, the Yakupurtle pick. Of course. That that we traded last year. Um, It gets, it gets punted if we... Like, can you explain this to me? Because I keep hearing yeah, explanations bad. of this. So if we, so it's top six protected, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it is in fact for this year, for you're in the top six, it gets punted to another year. Is that correct?
0: So yeah, the wraps, if the wraps keep their pick, I like to say the wraps get picks up one through six. Yeah. So then it just moves to next year. And then it's the same exact scenario. But then let's just say the Raps end up in the playoffs and then they have a 17th overall pick. Then it gets conveyed to San Antonio and that's good, right. but it's like the Raps, the Raps just don't want to give like seven through 12, they'd rather give San Antonio the 24th overall pick a year from now. If the Raps suddenly are an amazing team, right? The logic is that the Raps are right there where it could be seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. And that then they just lose that pick and it goes to San Antonio. Um, the main thing, the main thing that we've been really trying to preach on the broadcast is telling people, even if the wraps sink to sixth or fifth, it's not guaranteed. It's just the probability of them landing in the top six is higher than it would be the further they finish in the standings. So like, I, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with how the lottery works, but um Basically, it's the first four picks that they draft the lottery balls for. And then after that, it's just standings five through 14. And then that's how they determine uh the rest of the order. Any team, technically six through 14, could jump into the top four if the lottery balls just go their way.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: whatever the Raptors are working on here, it's still in percent, it's still in like the 50 to like 70% probability range, it's not like, oh, the Raptors are bottom six, lock it in. It's not locked in. So, um, even if the Raps lose games, they're not going to get below some of these like really, really bottom feeding teams in the NBA. They're just like some of these teams are so far below Raptors. just Even if they tried, they probably couldn't finish below them. So
1: yeah, there's just so many Raptors, bad teams, like the Pistons, the yeah. Spurs, the Hornets, the wizards. Like
0: there's no way the rap's going to finish below them. I probably, in the absolute, absolute worst of scenarios, the Raptors probably finish fifth worst, even at fifth worst. They're not guaranteed a top six pick. It's like 70% chance, which is decent, but it's not a hundred. That's mm-hmm. all I'm trying, trying to say. So like anything can happen in this lottery. It's called the lottery for a reason. So the Raptors probably want to finish, like, low enough where they have a reasonable shot, but there's no, like, added incentive for them to just, like, shut it all down.
1: Mm-hmm. They are
0: definitely they should definitely treat these remaining 30 games like developmental opportunities for all the young core guys and just, like, literally run them out there as long as possible, get them as many reps. Like, don't do what Charlotte's doing right now with all these, like, fake injuries and not playing people. Like, Raptors definitely shouldn't be doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, literally, like, I know we played the Charlotte Hornets earlier this week. I refuse to watch that team. I just refuse to watch. Oh, I, was such, a, such I watch. It was such an ugly game. I refuse game, right? to watch yeah. that. I, I was like, no, I'm sorry. There's just I no, I can't do it. Love the Raptors, no, no. cannot watch that game. Um, okay. all right, let's <laughs> let's start to wrap things up here, Wes. Let's finally do our Raptors hottie highlight of the week, and it goes to uh-huh. Scotty Barnes for making okay. the All Star team. Of Come of on, we gotta you give it to Scotty
0: for that. to, to. It almost, don't. it
1: almost went to Darko again because he got mad at the team for their lack of defense. And I have decided, I mm-hmm. really, I really love Angry Darko because I think. Yeah, that, I
0: mean, that was that was an all time pantheon moment for sure. Yeah, that's like, gonna be replayed on top tens forever. <laughs>
1: No, well that was when he was yelling at the refs. But like there was a moment earlier this week where he was like really on the team about oh, not gotcha, playing defense gotcha, gotcha. and and I and then that would seeing him angry for a second time made me realize that I love angry Darko because I think like the yeah. thing is is that he's so nice that his yeah, anger yeah. feels inspired. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Well,
0: I got you. It's like it's like oh, when he's mad you're like, "Oh, no." No, yes. no, no we got him. That oh no, we done goofed. We done
1: goofed. Yeah. It's exactly you. that. I got you. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, but it's got out. a good. Yeah, shout
0: out, Scotty. Shout got out, Scotty. Right. You're absolutely right to do so. Good for him. I, I hope didn't he's happy it coming, with it. To be
1: honest, I didn't see it coming. I didn't think it would happen for him this year. But very happy well, to be wrong.
0: I yeah, listen. I think he individually has earned the right. It's just yes. how many teams like. How many times you see a player on a team that's like thirteen games below five hundred make the All Star team? It just doesn't happen, right? It's very no—that's the honest truth. Like it just never happens. So I'm glad his flowers. Like he's earned. Like he individually has earned the right. It's just the team is so bad this year that Raptors should not have an All Star.
1: I wonder. Okay, this is my this is my thing. This is like this is me half joking, half serious theory. Is we have something that other teams don't have, and that is a show called Open Gym. And good lord, Mm -hmm. what was Open Gym gonna do if there wasn't a single Raptor in in the All Star (laughs) game? Like, they can't, what are they gonna do? Follow everybody on their respective beach vacations? They can't do that.
0: Yeah, the content would have been real rough. The content would have been
1: rough for Open Gym. Mm -hmm. Now they get to follow Scotty to the All Star game.
0: I like that. Like that, wow. Other teams don't together. do
1: it, don't do open gym like we do open gym.
0: Open gym, sick, you know. Shout out open gym, all the shout guys. Out open gym,
1: that.
0: yeah. That's uh, they, they got they got a really good production, production crew putting that together. They, mm-hmm. they do really
1: good. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, all the right, open gym yeah. Guys called uh, Adam Silver and we're like, Look, buddy,
0: gotta cut a deal, gotta cut a deal, guys. <laughs> gotta do something about this, all right. It's not right. No, I'm with you. Yeah, it's gonna be fun in Indiana this year, right? Yeah, yeah, that should be pretty cool.
1: Yeah,
0: looking forward to that. But yeah, happy for Scotty for sure, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's the start of a very, very long All Star run.
1: Yeah, uh, amen to that. Yeah, first, so. of ma- first of many, so. hopefully. Um, yeah, all right. Awesome. Wes, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, oh, thanks for-, for having me.
0: I truly mean that.
1: Oh, man. I mean, I you know, you were on the pod a few times last year. but been meaning to get you back on this year. And you were absolutely Happy the right person here. to have for this trade deadline to break it all down for us. Uh, for those listening, let us know uh, where we can find you on the internets.
0: Intentionally put it right there. Let me do the arrow point better. Boom. Hey, <laughs> Wesley. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter. Same handle. Um, yeah. Uh almost always just talking about betting stuff. I'll try to be better. All right. Give no, a you're bit literally a betting case.
1: expert. That's what you do for a living.
0: I only tweet about betting stuff, but I should probably do more than that. So no, no, uh you that's know fine. New Listen, Year's resolution, we get on I, that.
1: I played poker with Wes, lost all my money. <laughs> Not all my money, I am not I'm not stupid enough to bet that much money, but I was like literally like, oh, like you you play poker for a living. Like I didn't know, or you bet for living. I was like, I didn't know that this was the table I was arriving at. Like, I just thought no, that's not people, I'm just the one it was just blah blah blah. And then I was literally like asking you to analyze my body language. I was like, What is my (laughs) body language telling you right now?
0: I'm a fraud. Do no, I, I'm just i Do I, I'm a do fraud. I look I'm like I'm fraud. bluffing no, no, no.
1: because I'm too scared to bluff? <laughs> no. Does it look like I'm too scared to bluff? Because I am.
0: Well, um, if it makes you feel any better, um, Annis, who does host those games, shout out ennis Esmer. Um, yeah, he, he's gotten pretty angry at me a few times of late where I've gotten him good. Like you know, you know how poker goes sometimes. Yeah. I uh I did him dirty one time recently. Like where I had pocket aces, but he beat like he had me. He had a flush. Ooh. I should not have beat him. And then on the river, I backdoored his ass. I oh, backdoored his ass. Oh, you got a third I ace.
1: Uh,
0: no, I got I got another um, spade to complete uh an ace high flush. Whereas oh. he already had a flush. Oh, he already wow. had it on the turn. Yeah, he's not happy. He's not happy. So, guess you watch this episode too. I'm sorry, man. Didn't mean, didn't mean to bust you up like that. Just how the cards came, man. I, uh,
1: that's that's so fine. it. Was only one
0: time, all right? But yeah, that, I,
1: that uh, happened to me it. once, and and Alex Wong filmed me having like a whole breakdown.
0: Oh, I remember that. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It's a good memory.
1: Oh God! All right. Well, thank you, Wes. Uh, thanks, everyone, for for listening and watching on YouTube. I appreciate it so much, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.